Hello, everybody, and welcome back to We Speak Dispatch. We're going to have an excellent episode for you this week. We're going to be talking about one thing and one thing only that if you could change it for 911, what would it be? But keep in mind, this is for every 911 and or emergency dispatch agency around the world. So if you could control it and make sure that just one thing would be changed in the 911 world, what would it be? And to give our audience a clue of what your one thing would be, I'm just going to go around real quick and we'll start with Doug. Oh, Doug, good. Oh, just, good. <laughs> just one word, Doug. Summarize your one, one word in one word. Leadership. Leslie, you're one thing in one word. Come back to me. <laughs> go ahead. Mental health. I know it's two words, but it, they go together. Okay. And Leslie? Appreciation. Mm. And mine would definitely be staffing. Okay. Um, yeah. nice. I think we all four have something different. We didn't know that coming into tonight. <laughs> no. And so it's a good thing that we all have something different. Uh, Glenna, you said mental health. So we'll go ahead and start with you. What do you mean by you would change mental health? If I could change one thing, it would be um, critical incident debriefings. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be for law enforcement or for fire. And, oh, we might just throw the dispatchers in there. There would be a dispatch aspect to critical debriefings. There would be a dispatch aspect to all the mental health. It would be just as important as anything else that we have to deal with. And it would probably be more important than, you know, the stats that come in or, you know, in my state, we have tons of guidelines. It would be part of the guidelines. You, you need to support your dispatchers specifically uh, in the dispatch center because we deal with, with well, crud all the time. Yeah, excellent. Doug, what would you do with leadership? Uh, no, I'm going to say mental health because, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good one. Wow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, when I say leadership, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I say leadership at all levels because I'll give you an example. There's a big push around the country to get first responder status, make dispatchers first responders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great. However, I've seen, now we got officers saying, no, they're not really first responders. You got fire departments coming out saying, no, they're not really first responders. We have to get everybody on the same page. And that means we've got to work together and we got to talk to everybody and become these leaders in our industry saying, look, here's what our job is. It's not the same as your job, but our job is just as stressful just as mind hardening it's a it's a difficult job out there and we have to have that person in leadership roles to bring the field and us together so we go this and make this push to get first responder status out there and leadership has to be that that union to bring everybody together on that yeah very good and leslie go leslie go ahead and explain your change wow so i mentioned appreciation Mm -hmm. And it kind of ties what both Glenna and Doug have talked about is, yeah. and when I say appreciation, it's not, you know, necessarily thanking somebody for the job that they do, which I think is very important, but appreciating the impact, like Glenna's talking about, that our job has on mental health and, mm -hmm. and having programs in place to address that. And also appreciating, like Doug's talking about, the value of the importance of what we're doing 
and recognizing that and being mindful as a professional that that's what we are. We are professionals. And so we have to appreciate the impact that we have on people. We have to appreciate that we need support and leadership to get us there. We need to appreciate that what happens on the job affects our mental health. And, and then to some respect, it does go back to just reaching out and appreciating people. Uh, Glenna and I were having a, a side conversation and, and recognizing that some of the things that are happening right now in the country and you know, our first thought was, how do we reach out to those dispatchers sitting in those comm centers who have had mm -hmm. unfortunate line of duty deaths or have had to deal with some really horrible things? We've got to appreciate them. We've got to recognize the, the sacrifice that they're making. So that's my appreciation. Joe, tell us about staffing. Yeah, for me, it was staffing because I think all of everything starts with the staffing levels that you guys have in order for us to be more involved in the mental health things mm -hmm. uh, we have to fill the chairs and uh, staff the room yep. and also have people to be able to go to those in order to appreciate more and to work together and to start working with the firefighters the police officers that doug mentioned with leadership we have to have more people at most agencies in the 911 centers most agencies mm -hmm. in my opinion i don't have anything that, uh, factual to back this up but i'm guessing they're operating at uh, minimal staffing levels all of the time. Yep. I mean, oh, somebody yeah. takes somebody or below takes, minimal. You're at minimal staffing. So I think the only way we can really improve 911 centers across the nation is to be honest about the staffing levels, make sure we have enough adequate supervision and leadership within the department to lead the department forward. And then all of that plays into getting them the assistance they need for those critical incident debriefings, appreciating them more and starting to work together. So I think all of yours tied into Yep. Uh, on the staffing yeah. level as well. Yeah, I think it's, it's interesting though, just before, you know, that none of us said, oh, we need better chairs. Oh, right. None of us said, yeah. we need more technology. None of us said, oh, we need windows in the communication center. You know, Doug and I have had conversations where we've asked, you know, if you had a magic wand and you could change one thing in dispatch, very similar to what we're talking about here. You know, and a lot of people sometimes do say, oh, well, I don't want to wear a uniform or I want windows in the communication mm -hmm. center. Yeah. But every single one of us talked about the people. Exactly. The value yes. of the people, the people in the center. And that's, that's crucial. Yeah. Um, that's people crucial. have to feel important. Like what they do yes. is an important thing. They can't feel like they're second class citizens or, oh, it's just dispatch. They have mm -hmm. to feel like what they do is important and people right. value it. Right. But the thing that, that I kind of struggle with sometimes is, and I'm sure we've all seen it, we are advocates for this profession, obviously. Yes. But do we have people in our own centers who <laughs> sometimes don't appreciate, going back to my thing, the value that they have? And sometimes they act like entitled. Yeah. Or they yes. they use it as an excuse. Oh well, you know, I've worked sixteen hours, so I can be a jerk. Oh well, I worked four days on my you know overtime, so I can be rude on the phone. And it's like, whoa, no, no, hold no. On. But see, that's that's where I think leadership plays a key to this thing. Because do you really think that's the first time somebody's been rude to somebody, or have they been allowed to be rude a whole bunch of times and nobody's no. addressed it because it's just easier to let Bill act like an idiot? Right. right. And what happens when Bill acts like an idiot, 
We yeah, all, it, we all it's get the media it. Yeah, and, and it's a problem. Yeah, everything's right. Going. And and to to Glenna's situation, I'm sorry, Joe. I see you're like, oh, um, <laughs> Glenna's situation. You know, some of the reason, and and I hate to say it, but I think it's true, and I think it's kind of the elephant in the room is a lot of the reasons that people don't invite dispatchers to some of these debriefs. It's like, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's I'm not going to go to that. That's stupid. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. okay, Joe, go. What do you got? <laughs> After hearing all that, I was just going to focus on one of the things that uh, I know I'm working with myself and also the people at our agency is uh, the topic of mastering conflict um, uh, in, inside our own walls. And what I mean by that is when it comes to discussing the equipment not working or discussing somebody else calling in sick or discussing whatever mm -hmm. it is, a performance issue, the staff typically has no problem openly and honestly discussing that with supervisors, leaders, managers. But sometimes where the problem comes in is they struggle to speak openly and honestly with each other. Yeah. And like holding each other accountable as well. And I, I think yeah. it'll go a long ways if people start to be able to be comfortable with that. It's just like before we started this video, Leslie, as peers on this video right now, the first thing you said to me, and I'm so thankful for it, the instant I signed on was, Joe, your microphone's too quiet. Mm -hmm. And what happened? You made me look better because we're comfortable at mastering conflict. Now, exactly. if you take that and transition it to um, team teammates within a comm center mm -hmm. is somebody comfortable enough saying, hey, before you hang up the phone on that domestic, don't forget to ask about weapons. If you have more than one person in the room yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, yeah. and, and <laughs> just um, accountable to each other. Glenna, do you do that at your center? Yes, we do. We, we, and we're starting to, when I say yes, we do, this is a new concept for us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it starts with the trainers uh, at one of our trainer meetings. It actually got a little heated before it all worked out. And then we said, okay, what we're going to do with us, we're also going to do with the dispatcher. So it's working out great. Everybody is being held accountable. The morale has shot up because we all feel like partners now mm -hmm. instead of, oh, can you believe she didn't even get like if the guy had weapons mm -hmm. or, or this yeah. or that. Hey, can you ask about weapons? And so it's really shot up morale and it's really taken care of a lot of the animosity that's mm -hmm. that was going on in the dispatch center which is it's great. Just amazing to me that I, I when i worked in a big comm center it was noisy and if somebody yeah. told somebody hey shh, hold on somebody yeah. would get oh. so offended <laughs> like oh my God, <laughs> you're not gonna tell me what <laughs> i am the loudest person in the dispatch center yeah, yeah and i was like but, are you crazy come but on i think now. the word i mean joe really you use the word conflict and i think there are people and, and I will admit, I am not good with conflict. And, and I think sometimes the word conflict can even freak people out. They're like, oh no, I, I don't wanna do that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it is, some, but that same person can get on the phone with somebody who is in a crisis and mm -hmm. go boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. Yep. Answer this question, do this. She's, you know, he or she controlling that conversation, taking assertive control, doing all that stuff. But then when you say, hey, uh, you know, maybe you should go talk to your partner about that issue that you're, oh no, I don't, yeah. oh, oh God, my no. gosh. And, and I, 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 I mean, what a, what an idea, Joe. And, and this could be an eight hour we see because <laughs> I know. Well, it's really right now, so there's so much more I want to say. <laughs> yeah. We briefly touched on technology. And it'll be the last question of this episode because I do want to show a very special video at the end. Mm, okay. Um, 
So real quick technology, if you could change one thing in like one sentence for technology for 911 centers across the nation, what would it be? And we'll start with um, Leslie since she went last last time. Yay. <laughs> ah, nice. um, I think if I were to change anything with technology, I think it would be interoperability. That everybody had the same resources, the same information so that it was consistent no matter what department or, or dispatch center is handling an incident. Doug? Well, that was the world's longest sentence. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Whatever, oh. dude. So I, I would say we have to work with the people that have the technology, get with Microsoft, get with Apple and work with these people instead of saying, we'll come up with our own junk. Let's get stuff that works and works right now with the public. Yeah. Yep. If my, if my Apple watch and I don't own one, if my Apple watch can tell me all say. of these great things, then dang it, our CAD could do the same thing. There mm -hmm. you go. Mm -hmm. And Glenna? So based on technology, and I'm a little bit older, so that sometimes comes a little bit harder to me, um, the training to go along with the technology across the board. Yeah. Officers getting trained the same as dispatchers are getting trained the same as command staff, the same as, as anybody else, the training to go along with the technology. Because a lot of times they'll put a program on your computer and then when it pops up, you're learning about it. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. that's no fun, especially if it's oh, like a, you are older. From, wow. a <laughs> from a license plate reader or something like that. You're like, oh, okay, well, this is new. Or if it looks new, uh, I think training is going to be probably just as important as any type of technology that we roll out. Good all, call. all three of your guys are excellent. I'm just going to be a little more specific rather than vague. I think if NCIC would make all forms through all states the same, <laughs> Oh, all these yeah. I want to change my answer. I want to change my answer to Joe's answer. Anybody, anybody know how to run a plate through X state or what does no. the driver's no. license mean? A little bit of consistency. But here it was, this episode where we spent a lot of time talking about one thing you would change, one mm -hmm. topic in general, and then we focused on technology. But the one thing that I would not change for 911 is the family and the friends that you make throughout this profession. And I got a little video I'm going to share of uh, just our little group of We Speak Dispatch, <laughs> about a minute and 20 seconds long. I encourage you guys to watch it. Here's some pictures. If everything goes well, this is the first time we've done this. Technology. Woo! I'm scared. Technology, here it goes. Here, here we go. John! <laughs> oh my go Dodgers <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh my. Wow. Oh. There you go. That's one thing I just would not change. I would Joe, not that was great. 911 dispatchers around the nation because they are true heroes. 
and I appreciate what they do. I appreciate this group. I appreciate mm-hmm. all of you. It's been awesome to get to know you, your family, your friends, and you guys are also my friends. So the one thing that I would not change are the 911 dispatchers. Thanks for everything Agreed. you do. If you guys want to be on a future episode of We Speak Dispatch, be sure and send us an email, leave us a comment, uh, send us a message through any of our social media pages. Our email is wespeakdispatch at gmail.com. We are on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube, and we are also on Instagram. So check us out and we'll see you soon. Have a great night, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>